Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, you guys? This is going to be an episode on the virtues of Goldilocks stress. It's part of our ongoing series on simple gifts, those things that are free, abundant, perpetual, and life-transforming if you consciously use and apply these principles to in your day-to-day life. So Goldilocks stress, what the hell is that? Why am I viewing stress as a gift? And how did I land at this point where I'm telling you guys to get stressed out? Well, um, we're going to define Goldilocks stress, but we're going to first talk about why this is such an important topic, because I think that this is probably one of my greatest revelations in the last two years is how we can reframe stress as something most of us view as bad and reframe it as to something that is not only good, but is actually something essential and for which we have an innate need for. Yes, friends, stress is a gift. It's perpetual, life-giving, and potentially transforming if you look at it in the right way. We're going to talk about good stress, bad stress, why it's good, and how we use it. And we're going to bring a book recommendation to your attention that I think you're going to really find useful, and you're going to freaking love it, but you've got to stay tuned to get the book recommendations. So I thought it'd be first to talk about why and why we think stress is so bad, and I'll offer some examples from my own life. I think about what makes it good and how we sort of navigate between these two things, because I think that's why the principles of Goldilocks is so important. As with so many things, we, we so often get into this sort of either or, oh, you like stress? I don't like stress. Friends, usually it's not either or, it's a question of optimization. Thinking of my most favorite mathematical shape, the parabola, the upside down view, It's not too much, not too little, but just right. That is Goldilocks stress. So when is stress bad and what makes it bad? Well, I think one of the reasons why most of us think stress is bad is because when we experience it, it is probably one of the most unpleasant uh, things that we do almost anything to escape and to medicate ourselves and to deal with. And so I think that's so often why we run from stress, why we think our ultimate goal is to avoid all stress, why our goal is to retire and sit on a beach on our ass and drink and medicate ourselves and listen to the waves because we think we would do anything to get away from unremitting chronic stress. 
I think this is particularly true with lawyers. Um, lawyers as a group, we tend to be stressed out. And I'll use an example from my own life when I was really stressed out. Um, and and the, what that led to, what that cost, how I tried to avoid it, the damage that it did to me, because stress absolutely can kill you if it's chronic, unremitting, and no recovery. Well, with law, one of the things with law, you know, Abraham Lincoln once said that time is a lawyer's stock and trade. Well, time is something that every lawyer must master. The best ones do, the worst ones don't. It's something that I think all of us, even the best of us struggle with. And it's something that I struggle with, how we master time. There was a time in my own career, probably about 10 years ago, where I didn't think I could ever take a day off. I always felt like I had more to do. And so I would, I would you know, get to work and instantly just feel the rush of an ongoing cascade of things over which I had no control. This led to a very, very unpleasant feeling. It's almost like you're in a panic room. You don't know how to escape. You don't know how to leave. You do anything to get rid of it. So what happened? Well, you get home, you retreat, and you medicate yourself. Alcohol is a temporary but false remitter of stress. That's why so many lawyers become alcoholics. That's why a lot of stressed out people turn to alcohol and drugs because it does provide relief in the moment. But why is it so damaging? Because it doesn't allow you any time to recover and it impairs your sleep. So that's what happened to me is that I got into this Netflix alcohol habit and on my gradual this ascent, or should we say descent to 300 pounds, that was really a function of chronic unremitting stress. Because then what you do is you get this thing called a box of wine, which by the way, can be awesome. You do it like once a quarter, once a year, where you just, you have a couple days off. It's okay. It's okay, people. There is some benefits to some, even alcohol-related stress, the alcohol hormesis. It's just when it's chronic and every day when it becomes so damaging. And so I drink alcohol. And what would that do? That would stimulate my desire for pleasure, food. My body would need that to process this excess pleasure that I was getting from alcohol. And then I would get to sleep, but we don't sleep quite as well. And then you get to work and you're not quite as productive and you don't get as much done as you think you do. And you're not as focused as you should be. And so you don't reach all of your deadlines. And then you find a deadline coming up. And once the only time that you can get that done on the weekend. So then you go in on Saturday morning, but you're not really rested. So you're not as productive. So even during Saturday, when you go in, you don't quite get it done. And then you get up on Sunday and you think, oh, I have this ongoing thing that I need to get done. I have to focus on it. And so you work on Sunday and then you realize, oh my God, I didn't even get to watch a football game. And then Monday rolls around and here I am. And now Monday sucks. And now I need to have some caffeine and get even more stressed out. So this is why we don't like stress. It can kill you. And, and one of the things that stress is essential for, it's part of our fight or flight mechanism. We need stress. And what, what was it really? Think about when we're wandering around in the savannah. When did we need stress? Well, there's a reason for stress. It protects us. 
And if you see a lion, you kind of need to be stressed out. You don't want to be too chilled out when there's a lion. If there's a fire, your ass has to get out there. You need adrenaline. You need to move on. But we were not evolved for these, these systems, which are essentially called the sympathetic nervous system. We're not designed to be in a constant state of arousal. Think about these humans walking around in the savannah, these little ripped humans. They would chill out, they would go hunting and go back to the fire, chill out with their guy friends. The woman would cook some meat, you'd have a good time. And after, after the nice meal of meat and hanging out with your guys, you would, you know, and get up, and get stronger, maybe go hunt some mastodons. And then a tiger hits. And you run and you fight and you flight and you either survive or you don't. If you survived, you're probably kind of fit. You're in good shape. Nature selected you for that. If you die, well, you're dead. And you maybe didn't handle stress so well. But if you survive, then you can sort of go back to your, your regular thing of occasionally hunting. And but you'd occasionally have these episodic periodic stressors. So this is one of the reasons why I find, and I am an adherent of the paleo movement, that we are adapted for this, but not for all the time. And so one of my greatest revelations, what kind of word is that? Revelizations. Maybe it should be, is people, stress can be very essential to your own life. And what I have found is, is there's this concept called hormesis. Many of you know that I love hormesis. What is hormesis? Hormesis is, is where you consciously expose yourself to different types of stress. Food stress, which is the lack of food. Fasting is one of the most life-giving things that you can possibly do, is to deprive yourself from food because your body has all these counter-regulatory hormones and things to make you alive when your body is under stress. Cold stress, when you get super cold, your body can recover, it creates heat. When you get super hot, your body wants to expel, it thinks it's under fever. It has all of these healing mechanisms that occur when you get heat stress, physical stress. This is the act of your muscles consciously and intentionally focusing on your muscle development and your spiritual stress, your desire to give, your desire to pray. These are all things that are stressful. Your desire for creating. When you sit down to write, you can feel what Stephen Preston calls the resistance. This is a natural part of your own growth. And many of you remember from my series on Jay Shetty's Think Like a Monk, he talks about there was an experiment in uh, Arizona where they had one of these biospheres where they had these trees. And these trees, all of a sudden, um, they, they had the perfect growing conditions, all the nutrients they needed, all of the sunlight they needed, the perfect growing condition. But what they found was, is these trees wilted, they died. And they were really perplexed, but then they really realized 
the trees were not under stress. Stress is absolutely essential for strength, for growth, for being who you are designed to become, arises from stress. One of my friends who's in the wine industry says, have you ever wondered why grapes, <clears throat> Iowa wine suck? Why? Because the grapes aren't stressed out enough. Our soil is too good. And so in California, it's just the right amount of stress to the grapes that produces the perfect grape for wine. But like anything, we need to channel our Goldilocks stress. Think of something like exercise. I have an acquaintance of mine who talks about how often she runs, runs nearly every single day. And my response to that is, hey, you're getting too stressed out. You're not channeling Goldilocks. Because if you run every single day or lift every single day without adequate recovery, all you're doing is breaking yourself down. And this is the key to the wisdom of Goldilocks stress. Not too much, not too little. Well, why is that important? Because when you stress, what you do is you create the opposite response of growth. And through that growth, when does the growth really occur? It doesn't occur when you're doing it. When you're doing it, it's a process of breaking yourself down. When you're lifting weights, you're not growing, you're breaking your muscles down. It's only during that time of recovery when that growth truly occurs. And friends, that is probably my greatest revelation is that rest and being intentionally lazy and intentionally taking time off, that is recovery, is absolutely essential to the growth for the rest of the week. And this is why the spiritual traditions have the concept of a Sabbath. We absolutely need this cycle of work, 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 recover. Work, 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 recover. If you're not building rest, if you're not building sleep, you are not recovering. And so that is why we need to channel Goldilocks stress. Because even with fasting, think about what is fasting. If you do it too much, you die. Duh. You know, people talk about, um, you know, fasting as being some sort of eating disorder. When people say that, that is the most ridiculous thing ever. Of course, we have to be concerned about that. But I think we have to be concerned. Virtually every good thing can become bad. Water, if you drink water too much that has no minerals in it, you'll deplete your body of salt and you'll die. Exercise, if you exercise too much, you will stress your heart and cause heart damage. So yes, it is true. And don't say, oh, you're, you're minimizing. You're minimizing this. No, I'm acknowledging it. But this principle is true with virtually everything. And that's the problem with stuffing your pie hole throughout the day with eating food. Why is that so bad? And why is it so bad to eat anti-stress foods like sugar? You're making it too easy on your body. Your body doesn't have to work. And your body you know, likes recovery. That's one of the reasons why we like rest. 
But if we do it all of the time, we absolutely break down and we become weak. So friends, that's why we need to really channel the, that's why I need to channel this, this principle of stress versus recovery. Stress versus recovery, like a teeter-totter. And now, you know, some of you crave life on a beach, like a Jimmy Buffett song. But you know, even Jimmy Buffett, I bet you, I bet you even Jimmy Buffett, even though he's made this career of sitting on a beach and getting wasted and getting laid in exotic locations, I bet you anything he has a stress protocol that he subjects himself to. I know he does because he's a creative person and anyone who gets things done has a routine, has a habit, has an intentional application of stress. And that gets me to my book recommendation. Friends, I'm gonna do a whole separate podcast on the work of Ori Hoffmeckler because you know I have man crushes on a lot of people and Ori Hoffmeckler, I totally have a man crush on him. He wrote a book called The Warrior Diet, which I will separately review. But the book that I will recommend to you is called The Seven Principles of Stress, Extend Life, Stay Fit, and Ward Off Fat. And he will talk about this process of hormesis, how you use it to get healthy and to grow and to be the person that you were destined to become. So friends, I hope this episode plays better than my episode on early morning. You know, I thought this was gonna, my, my other one, I thought it was gonna be really well received, but so far I've had very few plays. I don't know, maybe some of you people are already early morning people and you're like, duh. Well, people, you know, one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast, it does take me a while to figure things out. But once I discover these things that I think are gonna work, and they bring me joy, I'm going to share them with you because that's the purpose of this podcast, to use and apply what I've learned and to share it with you so that you can create your own internal spiritual and physical abundance in mind, body, and spirit, and that we can co-create together on this Rockney cast. If you've made it this far, infinite gratitude to you. Keep spreading the word of what we're trying to accomplish on the Rockney cast. I do hope you continue to share these episodes to your friends, to your family so that we can create more quality content for you because I have a lot of different things I want to try to do with this podcast. I want to create some new podcasts. I want to continue to develop my focus. It does tend to be whatever the hell I'm interested in, but, but health, mind, and health and spirit and health and everything else is going to be something we're really going to focus on the Rocky cast. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode on Goldie Block Stress. I hope you found it as useful as I did putting it on um, and that you can use stress and you can reframe stress so that you can experience the type of growth that you deserve. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Rocking Cast. Until next time on the Rocking Cast.